Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zaner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zanerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. We were really uh, pressing into what God has and coming straight out of the fast. It's like this message tonight that I'm about to teach is what is really going to drive us uh, the whole entire year. And tonight's title, you can see it on your screen here, is called Living for Eternity. I want you to type that in the comments. And like always, I encourage you, grab your notes, grab your pen, your piece of paper. If you got an iPad, your phone, write this stuff down because a pen and a piece of paper never forget. And this is a message that I want burn into your spirit. Living for eternity. When you make this this shift in your mind, so to speak, and in your heart, and you allow the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to open your eyes of your understanding, to let you um, see the way He sees, and and I have different points and stuff, and I'll get into that, but you, you allow eternity to become more real to you than anything else, you're going to, um, you're going to live a life of adventure, you're going to live a life of excitement, you're going to see people like you've never seen them before. You're going to do things you've never done before. You are going to experience the supernatural hand of God because you're stepping into God's dimension. You know, I hate uh, using those words all the time, and I don't hate it, but, you know, people have really made some things flaky and stuff like that. I'm trying to be as less as as practical about eternity tonight as I possibly can, but there's a supernatural element um, to focusing on eternity and to focus in on uh, what God wants us to get on this side of eternity. Because guess what? We are all headed in a direction, uh, and we're not waiting to live for eternity. We're living for eternity now. And uh, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself tonight, but if you're taking notes, I want you to go with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and I want to read a verse to you, and it's verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. It says this, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Who's He? The Lord. God. And it says He's made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity in their hearts. I want you to underline that in your Bible, highlight it on your iPhone if you're using the Bible app, and write this in your notes and in the comments. He has put eternity in their hearts. What does that mean? That means on the inside of every individual on this planet who has lived and who is currently living, on the inside of each person God has put eternity, there is this driving force, there is this unknown question that, you know, even the secular people try to answer, they try to reason away, they try to figure it out in their own strength, but you can only understand eternity through the lenses of the Word of God and the Spirit of God, which is what I'm going to talk about tonight, and He has put it in our heart for eternity, because why? Because God, number one, God is an eternal being. He is outside of time. When you start talking about eternity, eternity is not in the realm of time. Eternity is outside of time. God is eternal. And the Bible says in Genesis, he created man and woman in his image. He created us in his image. And the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, he's put eternity in our hearts. And so whether a person has heard the gospel or not, whether the person understands eternal life through Christ Jesus like we do in John chapter 3, verse 16, we know for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have what? Eternal life. See, we know that, but even if the person doesn't know that, there's still a desire on the inside of every person for eternity. And that's why the number one thing that Jesus came to deal with was he has been given the keys of death, hell, 
in the grave. Death because why? Because people without Jesus are afraid of what happens when they pass on. This is a reality that if we're going to live for eternity, we need to understand this. And you need to understand this. And is the reality that it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment, the Bible says. In other words, a hundred years from now, everybody listening to me, unless maybe you are born today, a hundred years from now, we're all going to be in eternity. We're all going to be in eternity. And we're going to spend our lives in one of two places. And there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And so the Bible says that through Christ Jesus is eternal life. But I want to talk about this subject of eternity and how you can live for it. See, many people are, are dying for eternity, but how about we flip the script and start living for eternity? People are dying. I'll say it again. People are dying for eternity. You know, I can't wait till one day I get to heaven. Bless God. And you know, heaven's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to heaven too. How many listening to me right now, you're looking forward to heaven because you say, you know what? Here on the earth, it ain't that great. But when I get to the other side, it's going to be glorious. And absolutely, it's going to be glorious. I don't want to downplay heaven at all tonight. I want to lift it up. But at the same time, we don't have to wait to live for eternity. Uh, when we get to heaven, we can start living for eternity now. We can start making decisions based on um, how it's going to affect the other side rather than just sit around and wait until one day we get there. See, when you start living for eternity, God will start giving you a greater perspective on life. He will, the Bible says, He'll open the eyes of your understanding and grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of His Son. That's Ephesians 1, and that is in verse 18. Ephesians 1 verse 18 says this, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. What is the eyes of your understanding? It's, it's seeing how God sees. So number one, if you're going to live for eternity and start living for eternity now, you must, you must, and write this in your notes, you must allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to the people around you in eternity. You, must, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to let you see people the way he sees people. Because, well, that's another one of my points. I need to stay on this point first. See, you get excited about this subject, <laughs> and then you just want to preach every single point, but I got to slow down. See, when we allow God to let us see people the way we see people, the way he sees people. See, God doesn't see people the way that man sees other people. You know, that's why I love what we call our partners. We call our partners the Z team, which is God saves the best for last because the Bible says the last shall be first, the first shall be last. And I always use the example, if you've listened to me long enough, God doesn't see people the way we see them. If you lined up 10 basketball players, and you know, back in the day, and they probably still do this as kids, but we used to line everybody up, pick two team captains, and normally the two team captains were the best players that, are, that was in the sport so that you have the two best players on opposing teams and then they would go back and forth and select uh, players based on who they thought was the better players. But God doesn't do it that way. God does the reverse. See, God chooses the unqualified people. God chooses those who no one would choose. Why? Because he, used, he, de he deals with the foolish things to confound the wise. And see, we need to let God open our eyes to see people the way God sees people. Where, where God doesn't see a person and, and uh, puts them down and, and, and slams them down and everything like that, he sees great potential in the one that no one sees potential in. He sees people through the lenses of eternity. He sees where they're going to be. The Bible puts it this way, that uh, see no man after the flesh but only through the eyes of the Spirit. See, we're not to, or it says, know no man after the flesh. That's the better King James translation. Know no man after the flesh. In other words, we need to see people with an eternal perspective. See, if we're going to live for eternity, we got to see people differently. 
You got to see your coworkers in a different light. You got to see the people you go to school with in a different way. You got to see the people in your city and say, you know what? These are people that, yes, maybe this is a city I grew up in or a town. Everyone's wrote everybody off in town, but God hasn't wrote everybody off in town. God, God wants these people saved. He wants these people delivered. He wants these people healed. He wants these people to go to heaven. See, you'll start seeing people either going in one or you're either going in one direction or the other. You're either go, you're headed to heaven or you're headed to hell. And if you're going to live a successful life, a successful life is living for eternity. You know, a man of God said this. He said the mo- the most tragic thing is being successful in the wrong thing. The most successful thing you can do is being successful in the wrong thing. You could be so successful, but yet be so empty. Because if your life is not attached to eternity, then you are really building your life on wood, hay, and stubble. You're building your life on things that will not matter at the end of the day. And that's why we need to allow God to open our eyes to people around us because people around us is the most treasured thing to God. People is the currency of eternity. You need to get that in your notes and in your heart. People are the currency of eternity. You know, the devil is fighting just as hard for souls as God is. Did you know that? Why? How do I know that? Because the battle is not over how much money you have or how successful you are. The battle is over the souls of men. And so how much harder should we be fighting over the souls of people going as hard as we can? And you're not going to do this without seeing people how God sees people. You can't, you can't do this in and of yourself. See, Jesus is the Savior, the compassion of Jesus. If you missed last Thursday, you need to go back and listen to the message on the harvest. Because, see, God, Jesus, is moved with compassion for for the people. Because they're like sheep without a shepherd. See, Jesus saw people differently than even his disciples saw people. The disciples saw the people as a group of, a hungry group of people, literally hungry, not just spiritually, literally hungry. They needed to go out, needed to go find their own food and go go take care of themselves. And they they were right to a sense, but they were looking in the flesh. They were looking in the the natural realm. God wants us to look at people in in the supernatural realm, in the spiritual realm, and say, you know, what this is an individual who has a call on their life who has a plan that God has given them and I'm talking to people even now there's a call of God on your life see we we don't need to know each other uh, in the flesh we need to see each other in the spirit there's people watching right now you've been called to ministry for years and you've never taken steps to do it why because you've never allowed God to open your eyes of your understanding so you can see the real purpose see your real purpose is attached to people your real purpose is attached to souls you should put write that down in your notes my purpose here on the earth is attached to souls it's attached to people I don't care if you're in business. I don't care if you're a, you're a, in a governmental position. I don't care if you're in ministry. I don't care if you're in customer service. I don't care what you're doing. Your purpose is attached to other people. And you it's not in a cardinal sense. You know, praise God for helping uh, feed the hungry, helping people build things, helping people uh, who are less fortunate, giving them things. I'm for all that. The Bible says, Jesus said, the poor will be with you always. We need to take care of people's material needs. We do that. We host uh, uh, outreaches. We give people gift cards, bill pays. We help bless them with toys if it's Christmas time and all that different stuff. We do all that. But at the end of the day, if we can, we can do all of those things, but if we're not concerned about their souls, we're doing them a disservice and we're doing ourselves a disservice because those things, though they're vital, though they're necessary, and though there, there is a, uh, there's a need here on this side of eternity, those things are not the, the main thing. See, if you're going to live for eternity, you got to change your mindset. You got to say, you know what? I'm going after the soul of the person. I'm going after their eternal value before I go after the rest. And the, what does the Bible say? Matthew 6, says what? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. So seek first the kingdom. 
Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. Go and tell people. And he told them, go and tell them to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Come on. In other words, hey, go and tell them, look, eternity is on the line. Eternity is on the line. And see, we need to recognize this point number two. We need to recognize that eternity doesn't start when we die. Eternity starts right now. Eternity starts right now. We're not, that's why tonight is called living for eternity. We're, we're not dying for eternity. Not, we're not waiting for eternity. We're living for it now. The Bible talks about how you'll, you will build your life with either wood, hay, and stubble or stones, precious gems, onyx, emeralds. And so you, how you decide to live your life on this side of eternity Though eternity is now, we're, we're making decisions now that will impact when we get to the other side. And so we need to recognize, hey, what we do right now, we will take an account for when we get to, to heaven. The Bible even says you'll give an account for every word, every idle word that is spoken. Not only the actions you take, the words that you speak, you will give an account for the words that you speak. You'll give an account for every single thing that you, you have given uh, towards uh, the work of the gospel, your finances. You'll give an account for all your actions. If God has called you to do something, then there's a responsibility now upon your life to fulfill that call. And to the degree in which you go with it, you'll give an account. See, it all, everything will be reflected when you get to the other side. You know, many people are so concerned about um, the judgment seat of Christ and um, the great white throne of judgment. Now, the great white throne of judgment, that's for the unbelievers. See, that's why we're living for eternity now. If The minute I walk out of this place, right now I'm in a room. Uh, me and Jose are in this room, and we're both going to heaven. We, we're, we believe in Jesus. We're on our way to heaven. This room right now, we are secure in our eternity. Why? Because the Bible says, if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. We've done that. We believe Jesus is our Savior. But at the same time, the minute I walk outside these four walls and I see someone walking down the street, I don't know them. They're probably on their way to a, a eternity that is not with the Lord. And so, see, that person, if something was to happen to them, in that moment, as soon as I walk out, something was to happen to them, they're, they're either going to heaven or hell. That, that's just the harsh, but the truth, that is the gospel truth. And, you know, I, it's crazy, but people just don't talk about heaven or hell as much anymore. And I, don't, I know there's a time and place, and we don't need, a, we don't need to be a fire and brimstone, you're turn or burn, you're going to hell, you dirty sinners and all that. Who's seen that, uh, you know, on the side of the street, people are angry and stuff. I'm not saying we need to always talk about hell, but there needs to be a reality. See, the book of Luke, chapter 16, talks about a man, a rich man, and a man called Lazarus, and they both died. The rich man died and he went to hell. Jesus talks about how the man was burning in eternity. And he said, please send Lazarus to come and dip uh, his, his, his finger in the water and just give it to me just a little bit to cool off my tongue. That's in the Bible, guys. <laughs> that, in, the Bible says that there's no way. There's no way because once you're there, you're there. And then what does the man say? Please send somebody to go and tell my brothers so that they don't have to come to this place of torment. And this is what G Jesus talked about this story. And he said, no, I'm not sending somebody back because they have the prophets. They have the books of Moses. They have the word and they need to believe it for themselves. And now what about our generation? What about us? Are we living for eternity for those around us? Are we living uh, for ourselves? Are we, are you watching this right now live from a cave eating lima beans waiting on Jesus to come back? Are you holding the answer to the world to yourself or are you willing to live for eternity and to be a little bit risky out there and go tell somebody about Jesus and go put your faith on the line because you didn't sign up for fanfare you signed up for warfare we're in warfare over the souls of men and eternity doesn't start tomorrow eternity is starting right now it's happening right now 
People are going to heaven or they're going to hell. And this is called the good news, the good news of the gospel. That's why if something's good news, if you've had good news, how many have had good news? You can't wait to tell the world. You can't wait to tell somebody the good news. Like we just posted, if you didn't see it, we're going to have our second child. Praise God. We're going to have another baby. That's good news. We wanted to tell the world. Why are we holding back as believers the greatest news we possibly can tell the world? Maybe because we're not living for eternity, but I see that changing in your life tonight. In Jesus' name. See, we got to recognize that we're living for eternity now. Point number three, I've already been hitting on it. But it says every person who has lived and will live is going to spend eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell. So every person who has lived or will live is going to spend eternity in either heaven or hell. And when we recognize that, we'll make decisions that are different. We'll act different. We'll live different. We'll, we'll uh, see people differently. And, you know... We can't allow the world to shape our view on eternity. You know, many people, even in some countries, like the countries, you know, thank God we're in America right now. This is broadcast from America. But if you went to certain countries, you can't even talk about the subject of hell or you would be fined and even imprisoned because they believe RIP, everyone's going to make it. No, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches you have to turn from your sin. You have to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord that's why it's a like it's against our religion to keep it to ourselves. We have to tell somebody else about heaven. We have to tell them. Every person whoever who's ever lived, you know, I believe this is just this is just my opinion, but I believe when we get to heaven, we're going to be really shocked at some of the people that we're going to see there. We're going to be shocked to see some people who we thought, "Man, I did not think they were going to make it." I didn't think they were going to go to heaven. And then we'll be really shocked at some people who aren't there. See, we got, we got to keep the main thing the main thing. And this is how you want to key on staying on the straight and narrow for your Christian walk. Is this, this is the key right here. See, if you're living for eternity and you're keeping your soul, number one, a priority, keeping sin out of your life, keeping your eyes on Jesus, like Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. So why? So we can run our race with endurance, the Bible says. You want to run your race here on this side of eternity with endurance and win the race because it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And how you're going to finish is keeping your eyes on the eternal one, which is Jesus you got to keep your eyes fixed on the Savior. And when your eyes are fixed on the Savior, your eyes are going to be fixed on the souls that need saved. And your eyes are going to be fixed on the reality of eternity, living for eternity. See, many people get sidetracked because they start living for themselves. They start Trying to do things, force things, you know, it's all by selfish ambition. We don't need selfish ambition. We need eternal ambition. We need God to light a fire on the inside of our hearts for eternity and say, Lord, may every decision I make be based on this one fact, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm making decisions based on eternity. I'm making decisions based on the fact that we have a responsibility to tell our generation that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. That we have a responsibility to say, you know what? As for me and my generation, we're not going to go to hell. And I believe I'm. I, there's a group of people who are listening to me tonight who saying, you know what? We're not going to just sit back and watch our generation split hell wide open while we while we sit around and. Uh, eat the lima beans. No, forget all that. We're going to go out. We're going to tell some people about Jesus and we're going to live with an eternal perspective. We're going to give with eternal perspective. We're going to do things with eternal perspective. We're going to 
Get involved. All hands on deck. We're not going to we're not going to continue to be pushing it off on someone else. You know, for far too long, it's been like someone else will do it. The pastor will do it. The evangelist will do it. This my friend will do it. Someone else will do it. No. How about you do it? How about you get up and tell somebody? How about we all do it together? You know, imagine if all of us you know, right now at this current live time, right now there's 20 people listening. Imagine in the next 20 minutes, we all told one person about Jesus. That's 20 people saved. In the matter of an hour, we told three people. That's 60 people saved. In a matter of, you know, you keep doing the math. We In a matter of a couple of days, we're going to see hundreds of people saved. Why? Because that's the multiplication of the gospel. That's, that's when people start living with eternity in their hearts. And they start saying, you know what, forget the nonsense, forget the, the garbage, forget the religious nonsense, garbage, we don't want any of that. We want Jesus Christ manifested in our life, and not just in our personal life, in the lives of others. We want transformation, we want people going from darkness into light. We want the, we want the drug addict delivered from drugs. We want the alcoholic set free from the poison of alcohol. We want the person who's bound by perversion to come out of perversion and come right into the gospel and come right into the truth and come right into the light. See, you're going you're gonna to get that when you get an eternal perspective on your life and you say, you know what, Lord, dip me in the kerosene of your spirit, set my heart ablaze for eternity and may, you know, I'm not my own. You're, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ who lives on the inside of me. I no longer live according to my flesh, but I live according to my faith in the son of God. I'm talking about getting that raw. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to see this thing shaking type of attitude. I mean, you can have it. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait, um, you know, for the next great evangelist to come to town. You can cry out to God in your home. You can cry out to God in your living room, and you can say, God, put the fire of the Holy Ghost on me tonight. And, Lord, I'm not, I'm not living another day for any type of religious nonsense. I'm living every day for the fire of God to come and burn in me and through me and shake wherever the heck I'm at. Whether you're in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Alaska, I don't care where you're at. God wants to put the fire of God on you and do something with you. And you got to start making decisions that will impact eternity in a positive way. And it's a decision that you have to make. No one can make this decision for you. This is like, when you start talking about souls, I think the two toughest subjects in my opinion, when you're dealing with a crowd of people, the two toughest subjects is one, money. You start talking about money, people start getting squirmy. Two, you start talking about souls and people get the same way because you have to make this decision personally that, you know what, I'm not going to be a church pew warmer where I'm on the sidelines, just like all these people on February 11th, they're going to be side, uh, they're going to be a armchair quarterback sitting in their sitting in their lazy boys screaming at the TV telling the coach what he needs to do telling the players how horrible they are even though they weigh 350 pounds and have never thrown a football since they were 17 years old they're still going to yell at the TV and do all that we got a lot of people in the church who are doing the that exact thing and i believe it's not the people listening to me right now because you're going to start making decisions that will impact eternity in a positive way because the same way you make a decision to not do anything about your generation you've made a decision whether you think you didn't or not you made one and you know what that decision is you told your generation you can just go go to hell I remember an example um, that pastor Alan Halls in Tampa when I went to school there he used me as a uh, illustration because I was his intern and I remember he said, this is what happens when Christians decide not to share their faith with other people. And he said, Nick, I want you. So I was, I was over here. This was him over here. And he said, I want you to walk towards me and just walk past me. And so I started walking towards him and I walked past him. And as I walked past him, he said, this is what you say without saying it when you let them walk past you and you don't tell them about Jesus. You look at them and you say, you go to hell. And he was right. Because you're letting that person pass you by 
And instead of telling them that Jesus loves them, instead of giving them the chance, now we can't force anybody to get saved, but we can give them the chance. So instead of giving them the chance, we hide it to ourselves and we tell that person, you can go to hell. See, what if that's the last opportunity that this person has to receive Jesus? You don't know what, the, you know, when God puts it on your heart to tell somebody, you better tell them. And we've all made mistakes, even myself, where I felt, man, I should have told them and I didn't and I have to repent quickly. But man, it would break my heart to know maybe what if that was their last chance? See, you got to live with eternity on a daily basis. This is not something, you can't just flip it on one day and flip it off the next day. You got to say, God, you got to burn this in me. I got to go to sleep thinking about souls. I got to wake up thinking about souls. I got to move. I got to do something, you know. And that's why we ain't, we ain't just going to sit around all 2024 and just wait on doors to open. Absolutely not. We're going to get the fire of God. We're going to go out and go places. And if we got to set up our own outreaches in different cities, then bless God, we'll do that. I'm not going to sit around and just let my generation go to hell. And God knows it. My wife knows it. She just hopped on. We ain't going to sit around and let our generation split hell wide open. Absolutely. Absolutely not. We're going to make decisions that are going to impact eternity in a positive way. I want you to say that out loud in your homes and say, I'm going to make a decision to impact eternity in a positive way. That's what you got to do. And then I'm telling you, people, when you get to the other side of this thing, when the rapture takes place or you die and you go, you go to heaven, I'm telling you what you do on this side for souls, you're going to have so much to lay at the feet of Jesus. I don't even have time to teach it tonight, but there's different crowns and different things that you get for being a soul winner. Whether you, di whether you go yourself or you help somebody else to, to go, you're laying up treasures and you're making decisions that is impacting eternity in a positive way. You know, if the devil's going to work so hard in the opposite to, to make it a negative impact on eternity, to send as many people to hell as possible, we need to ramp it up as the body of Christ. We need to ramp this thing up. We need to do everything humanly possible to black eye the devil for a living. We got to do that. And I believe you will tonight in Jesus' name. So that's number five. We got to make decisions to impact eternity in a positive way. Number six, never forget this. The only thing you can take with you to heaven is people. The only thing that you can take with you to heaven is other people. You won't take your car. You won't take your house. You won't take any of your clothes. You won't take your iPhone. You won't take the iPhone 67 when Jesus comes back. If Jesus tarries and we have 67 different iPhones, you won't take any of them. The only thing you'll take with you is other people. See, the most valuable thing, and I started with this, and I'll probably end with this here in a minute. The most valuable thing on this earth is people. Not just physically, spiritually, physically, everything. It's people. Without people, everything else is meaningless. And the devil knows it and God knows it. That's what the battle is about. The battle is over the souls of men. What is, what is the battle in America all about? It's not about racism. It's not about um, uh, abortion rights, women's rights. It's not about any of this border patrol and all this different stuff. It's not about any of that. It's about the souls of the people. It's about the people. And the devil wants to stir everybody up against each other because the Bible says if the kingdom is divided against itself, it will not stand. A house divided against itself will not stand. But one that's united will not be broken. A threefold cord will not be easily broken, the Bible says. So the most important thing is the battle is not over things. The battle is not over subjects. The battle is not over left versus right. The battle is over the souls of people. Because people is what matters. The devil wants to populate hell, but we want to plunder hell and populate heaven. We don't want anybody to go to hell. Jesus said that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge 
of repentance and in the Son of God. He's not willing that any should perish. But why do people perish? Because they choose not to take the side of God. So we got to, the Bible says, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade others. You understand? Knowing the fact that people is what matters, we got to do everything possible to persuade other people. That's why don't get caught up in methods. Methods will come and go. We use the gospel soul winning script to lead people to Jesus. You know, many people get upset about that. They get sideways. Are they really saved? Are they this? Are they that? I can give two rips about their opinion. You know why? Because methods will come and go, but the message never changes. Who cares about the method? Just understand what matters is not the method. The person I'm talking to is what matters. Come on, we got to live for eternity. We got to change our thinking. We got to see people and say, you know what? Use any method. I'm for any method. Any method possible, I want to use that method. I want people saved, period. I want to get to heaven. And the Lord says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Why? How are you going to be? A, who wants to hear well done? Who's listening to me right now? You say, you know what? I want to, I want to hear the words well done, thy good and faithful servant. Well, then guess what? He's looking, he's looking to enlist you because the Bible says that the, he is the Lord of the harvest and the laborers are few, but the harvest is ripe. So look, you want to hear well done, my good and faithful servant, make people a priority in your life. Make souls a priority in your life. Amen. Because that's the only thing you can take with you to heaven, which leads me to my final point, point number seven. If people... If people is the most greatest, is the only thing we can take to heaven, it's the most valuable thing, then the greatest investment you can ever make in your time, your finances, your efforts, your decisions is in the gospel. So your greatest investment is the gospel. It is in the gospel. That's why we don't, hear me please people, those who listen to us, those watching live, we don't receive offerings for the money's sake we receive offerings for the investment into the gospel for the hearts of people because it takes money to get places if it didn't take money to get places i would be working within whatever whatever system is happening uh, that would be existing, but this is the system we work with. And when you're, when you're sowing into the gospel, not just your money, but money's a big thing. When you're sowing your gospel, the money into the gospel, when you sow your time into going soul winning, you're not wasting your time. You're sowing into eternal things. You're sowing into the greatest investment. You're sowing into people's eternity. Do you understand that? There's people that you're sowing into that they were on their way to hell, but because either I showed up, my wife showed up, a soul winner we trained up showed up, or you yourself came with us and they turned their life to Christ, they are no longer headed to hell. Now they're headed to heaven. <laughs> and that's an amazing thing. That's the investment that you're making. And the Bible says this, Jesus, he went a step further because he said, look, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. He said, guess what? You're storing up treasures in heaven. And he talked a lot about heaven. But then he said, you know what? They need a little bit of help down here on the earth too. Because he said, anything you give up for the gospel's sake, you shall receive a hundred times not only when you get to heaven, but now in this life, a hundredfold return. That's how much of an investment you're making. So if we're getting a hundredfold, I want you to think about this for a minute. If Jesus is saying you're going to get a hundredfold return on this side of eternity, what's it looking like on the other side when you get to the other side? I mean, think about it for a minute. Because this side, I mean, to God, money is nothing to God. He owns all of the silver and all the gold. He owns a thousand cattle on a hill. He owns everything. We're just stewards of, of everything here. So how much more in heaven are you storing up treasures? Are you investing in the gospel? And then the, the Bible says what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. So you might be saying, you know what? I've been investing. Souls are getting saved, you know. Praise God, you know, you, you maybe you've been partnering with us since day one, because some of you guys watching, you have been. You've been partnering with us since the day we went to New York City in 2021. You've been partnering with, with us every 9,560 souls. You've been a part of every single one of them, and I'm thankful for that. 
You know how you know, and you might be saying, "Well, I've invested in all these souls, but my family—they're not—they're not hearing the message. They're going to hell. I'm doing everything I can. What about my family?" Well, you as you keep going after someone else's mother, brother, aunt, uncle, dad, uncle, uh, whoever you name it—grandpa, grandma, family member. You go after someone else's, God's going to go after yours. God's going to make your family a priority. So you keep investing, you keep giving, you keep sowing, you keep going. <laughs> you keep going. See, what does the Bible say? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Keep going. Come on. I want you to say that in your home. I'm going to keep going. Come on. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep sowing. You're going to keep investing. Not just money. Don't, don't get hung up on only the money. Though T.O. Osborne said this, everybody should at least either go themselves and preach the gospel or help send somebody else. So you should at least help somebody else go. But I believe I'm under the persuasion that everyone can tell somebody about Jesus. I don't care if it's one person. You can tell one person about Jesus. You can make this a priority in your life. You can live for an eternity today. How many is going to live for eternity after tonight? How many feel like a fresh fire coming on the inside of you? I do. I feel like I feel like I just got born again. I feel like I just got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I just want to tell everybody about Jesus. I'm not just saying that because I'm live. I mean that. I'm so ready to just get a group of people in front of me who I don't know, who don't know Jesus, and just preach the gospel and get them saved. That's how ready I am. Because it's... This is the greatest investment. You can't put souls first and finish last. You can't put the gospel first place and go backwards. Come on. It's time to get back to the main thing. We need to keep the main thing the main thing. And that is the gospel. That's the gospel. That's salvation. That's souls. I mean... We, can, we need, to, there's time and place for different subjects. There's time and place for different areas of life. We need to be fully well-rounded. The Bible talks about how we need to preach the full counsel of God, and I'm for all that. But you know what? I think this generation needs the fire of God, and they need to get back on the main thing. We need to stop talking about stupid, just nonsense from the pulpits, and it's time to just get this generation refocused, recalibrated, realigned with the Great Commission. And I'm telling you, that's going to spark another great awakening like we've never seen before. It's not just going to be another great evangelist that comes to town. And it's, you know, those are going to happen. You're always going to have revivals. You're always going to have leaders. You're always going to have generals of the faith. But I don't believe that's how this thing is going to get wrapped up. I believe it's going to get wrapped up by people like you on the other side of this camera right now in your home saying, you know what? I'm taking responsibility for my neighborhood. I'm taking responsibility for my state. I'm going to pinpoint people who are doing things for the gospel and not just doing uh, nonsense, but they're actually going after the kingdom and you're going to get involved. And I'm telling you, that's going to spark a move of God. That's going to spark a great awakening is a, is people living for eternity. So I want you right now, I want you just to lift your hands in your homes and let's pray. And I'm going to pray a prayer that it's, you know, I can teach this all night, but this is really more caught than taught you got to catch it in your heart for eternity. you got to catch souls in your heart. So as I pray, I want you to reach out to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, set my heart ablaze for eternity tonight. So as your hands are lifted, your eyes are closed if you're able to. Father, I thank you, Lord, for those who are listening and watching live and those who will listen later on the podcast. Lord, I thank you that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is tangible and transferable. And that the same fire that you put on us, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak it into this microphone, and I speak it into their homes. Lord, fill them afresh with the Holy Ghost and fire right now in Jesus' name. Give them a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God right now. Lord, that they will go to bed thinking about the harvest. They'll wake up thinking about the harvest. Give people creative ideas and creative ways to win the lost at any cost, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit supernaturally 
in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. If you receive that, I want you to type amen in the comments and throw some fire in the comments. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so I want to give you an opportunity as we're stirred up here tonight to sow into the gospel. You know, I made that one of the points. The greatest investment you can make is in eternity. And so this is an opportunity. This is not about getting anyone's money. This has nothing to do with that. This you're going to see in the next coming months. Uh, and if you can go back and you can see all the videos on YouTube and everything else. We haven't changed the message at all. We're going to go into places and we're going to preach the gospel to, uh, I hope, 100% of the people are unsaved and see mass uh, altar calls. And this is a seed tonight where you're going to sow into the fire of God and watch what the Lord will do when you invest into the gospel. So they'll put up these different ways to give. We're believing God for 1,000 people to stand with us. Why 1,000? Because the more... The more we have standing with us, the more is, who's giving with us, the bigger the events we can put on, the bigger the cities we can reach, the bigger the harvest of souls. I mean, we've already seen 9,560, and I'm happy with that, but there is 8 billion people on this planet. There's a giant work to be done. So will you pray about partnering with us? You can scan that QR code on the screen to see all the different uh, things that we do when it comes to partnership. You can also go to our website, zanerministries.com forward slash give. If you'd like to mail in a check, maybe you're watching and you say, you know what, I'd like to mail in a, a check that's a, a good size. Maybe you want to sell $1,000 tonight, $500, whatever it is. You can give to P.O. Box 125, Copley, PA 18037. You can also give by any of the electronic means, PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. They're at GiveZMI, dollar sign GiveZMI. And... Uh, there's also text to give. Just follow the promptings on the screen. Just obey the Lord in your giving. That's all we ask. Just obey God. These are opportunities um, that, like I said, we're, we're sowing into eternity. You're going to see. You're going to see the, the, the pictures. You follow us on Instagram. You follow us on Facebook. Jose's behind the camera. So he's going to make some great videos and stuff. And it's not just to showboat us. We're showing you that there are people getting saved, that these are not just numbers that we throw out there. Well, look at us. No, these are people we have seen face to face. We've laid eyes on these people. We've laid hands on these people. There's people doubling their churches because of us coming in there and training up other people. We're multiplying ourselves so that we can get up and get out of here because Jesus said that this gospel has to be preached under the ends of the earth and then the end will come. So I'm trying my best to accelerate the return of Jesus by getting more people saved. Amen. And I want to thank every person um, who is partnering with us. Many of you guys, I see your names. I know you're our partners. I want to thank you for partnering with us. And those who you're listening to this and you're going to partner with us, we want to say thank you. Thank you so much for helping us get this gospel out. And you can, like I said, you can scan the QR code on the screen and you can see all the different um, things your partnership goes towards. One of those things is 600 people every single month are getting fed because of your partnership with us. So we're not just only meeting the needs spiritually, we're helping physically too. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Maybe there's a chance, you know, you talk along these lines. Sometimes it draws people into the end. Maybe you're watching and you're not born again. You're not saved. I can't just talk about living for eternity without giving you the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're, you once were on fire for God, but you're not serving Him like you should. I want you to know that there's a God who loves you and He's crying out for you to get completely free from all sin shame and condemnation so right where you're at the bible says this that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart you'll be saved so i want you just to say this out loud and believe it in your heart say father i come to you in the precious name of jesus lord you said in your word that if i confess jesus christ is my lord and my Savior, I would be saved. So forgive me for all my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, 
set me free. Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. I'm born again, I'm saved, and I'm on my way to heaven because I believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, the, there's a link there on the screen and in the comments. Please let us know. Go to zanerministries.com slash prayer. Fill that out. Let us know. We want to send you a free gift, a way to say thank you and help you if you need a place to go to church. We'll help you find a great place to go to church. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm so thrilled you guys joined us tonight. I don't think we have any other slides to put up. So, thank you, Lord. There's somebody watching right now, and you need major healing in your body. There's pain going all the way up and down your spine. I just felt it come over me just now. God is healing your back from the top of your neck all the way down to the lower vertebrae. We command every vertebrae to be straight right now. Command all pain to go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed. All pain go right now. Hallelujah. If you just if that's you, I want you just to stand on your feet and just begin to move it. Move it by faith. Thank you, Lord. And as you do, the pain will just start, it'll just start leaving, start leaving. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's another person watching. It's in your knees going all the way down into your shins. It's like excruciating pain, but it's leaving right now in Jesus' name. Pain is what I keep hearing in my spirit. Pain's leaving people. Pain. We command pain to bow to the name of Jesus. He carried our pain. He carried our sickness. Hallelujah. Just reach out and receive that before we close. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pain's leaving people right now. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If that's you and you're, you get, you're feeling pain, go. I want you just to acknowledge it in the comments if you're able. Nida says she receives it. Amen. Pain's leaving people, I'm telling you. And I don't normally close like this, but I just felt it come on me. Thank you, Lord. Could even be for somebody who hasn't even watched this yet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just type, thank you, Jesus, in the comments. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, what a great night it's been. I want to remind you guys, Thursday night, which is our main night. Tuesday is our main night too, but Thursday nights, we've done it for over a year now. Eight o'clock, don't miss it. Thursday night is going to be another great message from the Holy Ghost. So I'll see you guys on Thursday at 8 p.m. Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We're asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZanerMinistries.com and click on the Give Now button and become a monthly covenant partner today.